What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by EaseWellness.com. Promo code HAM. Promo code HAM. Promo code HAM. EaseWellness.com. Best CBD products delivered to your house. Promo code HAM. And this podcast is brought to you by MyBookie. MyBookie.ag. The promo code is HAM and the numeral one are you betting on Kevin Durant's return? Durant practiced with the Warriors on Sunday for the first time since his injury. He had ice on his right calf when he left practice on Sunday. According to reports, Durant did not have a noticeable limp. Uh, a lot's been written about this and uh, a lot of it good. I, I we've been talking that we don't think he's playing. Um, I'm not sure that he's playing now, but for the first time in the series, I feel like he actually, actually might play. What do you yeah, think? Well, let's call it what it is. The elephant in the room the last 48 hours has kind of been that he tapped out. That the warrior, that I guess the warrior's view that he tapped out or is not quite all in. And I've been thinking a lot about this. When you hire, you know, the equivalent of what this was, a mercenary who's not emotionally tied, like I think in game four, that I one thing that can't be understated is how borderline heroic Looney's effort was. Dude broke his fucking collarbone, shot that thing up, strapped it up, and went out and made plays. And he's a guy that, unlike all the guys he's playing with, has never made any money. Relative, I mean, he makes more money than like, me or you or whatever, making like $1.5 million. But NBA money, he's about to be a free agent. If he were to shatter his collarbone and never be the same, right, it would his career would be over, and he would not have made any money. But he went to war for the Warriors. Why? Because Steph, Clay, Steve Kerr, Bob Meyer, these guys all mean a lot to him. Like, let's call it what it is. When you're kind of an outsider and you come in, it's easy to be all in when things are sweet. But then things get a little weird, and you know you're leaving. You're like, eh. I'm not going to just go to war. Like, you're right. not on the same wavelength as Clay and Looney. So, 
when these stories are coming out, to me, it's very understandable. Like, yeah, there, there's an imminent divorce here. If you're getting divorced, you're not going to war for your significant other. Like, like if you ask Looney right now, Kavon Looney, where do you hope you play next year? Do you think he'd even hesitate? I want to be a warrior. I just hope they pay me. Like, this is where I want to be. Where if Kevin Durant wouldn't touch that question with a 50-foot pole, because he's gone. He's got two feet out the door, which is fine. And when things are good, he's kicking ass and taking names. But it's pretty clear that the Warriors viewed that he could have gone game four and he didn't. That's why everyone keeps saying, and I, I under, completely understand, it's 50-50 and it feels like he's going to. I don't know, man. I just Weird shit happens with Kevin. Like, Would you be shocked if you read Chris Haynes says Kevin Durant has decided he's got to give it a couple more days. Yeah, tried to give it a go in warm well, I don't even see him doing that, giving it a go in warm-ups. Well, here's – I mean, I'm with you. So I, I – we've already done this thing where we thought he was about to practice, and he didn't. Um, and given what Kawakami wrote in The Athletic, given what Sam Amick wrote in The Athletic, given a lot of what Kawakami tweeted after the article about his, his – like, clearly there's more than he can write and say on the record because he tweeted mul- – excuse me, multiple times – He's confident that the article – he just kept saying, I'm confident this article will wear well or something. I don't know if that was his exact verbiage, but yeah, something along those lines. Yeah, he said, yeah. Um, so I think there's – Because I think he's trying to convey a message without yeah. kind of throwing the main guys under the bus. So, uh, you know, if, if, if the emotion around the situation is what you described, Kevin returning in and of itself, even if he – let's just talk about the scenario where he returns – even if he returns, and I agree with you at this point, like I'll believe it when I see him on the court. Even though I am, I kind of, I'm just more open minded to it, open minded the possibility. Even if he returns, there's no guarantee that it goes great. I don't think him. Does him being on the floor to you guarantee they win on Monday? Because it no, doesn't but, to but me. It, it can only help because he can at least just shoot. Well, it can only help because you don't without him and the way these guys are playing. You just don't think they can come back from a three-one. So in that way, it can help, but it can like to me if they if it was two two, I would agree that it can only help. But in the end, they'll get a game even if they lose that game. They're down three two. It'll four quarters with Kevin, and I don't know. It could be weird. It they've played a ton together, so maybe if it's weird, it wouldn't be weird for long. Yeah. But, see, to me, to me, the bigger issue is, and I think these things have started to creep up, started to creep up. And everyone kind of poo-pooed him. Like one narrative that was growing like the last, I don't know, couple weeks is, why is this guy not on the bench? Why is he not on the bench? And at first it was like, ah, he's not on the bench, whatever. But then it started to be like, Looney's always on the bench. Uh, Clay's always on the bench. You know who else on the bench when his quad blew up? Boogie's on the bench. And in Middlecoff's, you know, journalistic dating history who knew someone, might have gone out with someone that knows some people. And she told me that one of the things that she had heard that was that the one thing that Boogie, like the players, Boogie's kind of nuts, right? That he has a kind of a history and a resume of people talking negatively about him. But he's really been, I think, embraced by this Warriors team. And the one thing that I'd heard they really respected, that even when Boogie like blew out his quad, he was all in, like totally present. Like he wants to be part of this team. Like, he, he views himself as part of this team, right? Not as an outsider. Sits on the bench. And even when he came back and kind of shit the bed these last couple games, the players have 100% respect for him, just, like, doing everything he possibly could to get back on the floor because they knew this guy, they need him, you know, in theory. 
and obviously Clay and Looney, it speaks for himself. Kevin's nowhere to be found. And there is well, something. I mean, well, to be fair, he's not no. I mean, he's in the locker room in the hallway. Nowhere to be found on the bench. Yeah. When every other other guys have been on the bench and they've all worked to come back, and like to me, it's not even arguable. Looney should not have played. I should not have played. But like, Looney was really hurt, right? When he played in Game Four, and I think there's got to be some guys on the team like, what the fuck is this? What what is going on? Like this is. And this, to me, has kind of defined Kevin. Now they've been so good, they've won. But it's just always something with the guy. Like, I, I could understand if you're Steph, Iguodala, or even Draymond, it's got to just wear you out. Now, we've talked about this many times. They're not dumb. They know how good he is. They yeah, know that's they... why I, I would say, I do feel like, even though I think we're, we're like 99.9, I think we're probably 100% on the same page, all the stuff we've talked about with Kevin over the years. Um, but I almost feel like I have to defend him a little just in the sense that like this is part of what defines him. The other part of what defines him is that he is an absolutely dominant basketball player. But no one would ever argue that point, right? But I'm not even – I don't think this is actually arguable either. All the stuff about, you know, you like there's just so much smoke on this and there has been over the course of his Warriors career that you can't argue that it's weird, that it's not weird either. Like I think all these things are pretty well established. Um, I'm just saying, I do think we have to be fair to like part of what defines him is that he is part of why we care about how weird it is sometimes is because he's a legendary talent. Yeah, and I know you know that. I think everyone listening. But, uh, knows but, that. I, I'm, just but saying. I'm saying that it feels currently and it has over this last little stretch like he's an outsider again. You know, like he's just. Yeah, no, I'm, I don't debate that. He's just not quite on board. And with I, I what is know. historically, uh, in terms of like great teams, what seems to be one of the easier teams to just be on board with. Well, if you can't get along with like Steph Clay, like who can you get along with? And Steve, you know, I, I, I do think though, guy, that there are going to be some questions. Let's say they lose tomorrow, they get smoked. Let's say he doesn't play. There's going to be some things that come out like he quit on them. I mean, that's inevitable. That they view it people internally in the Warriors that he kind of tapped down on. Him. And the one thing that won't be arguable when he leaves is, well, he had a foot out the door. Did, the question is, did he have two feet out the door? Because we, we know he's been dipping his feet in the in the other water for a long time now. Uh, and this decision, regardless of what Rich Kleiman is, wants to say to me, is bullshit. Like, he knows where he's going, which is fine. That's his progress that's his, it's his, for him to do. But it won't really be arguable. Like, did he not feel like really stretching it out for these guys when he knows he was gone? Because to me, that article's coming if they get smoked. I'd say whether he plays or not. But if he plays, it'll be a little harder. If he if he if he he's out there like limping around, you're like okay, he's giving him something. He's trying. Yeah, you know, one thing um, I think it was Amick. It was either Amick or Kawakami. One of the things they wrote about the Raptors was just how I think they used the phrase like hyper focused they are, which I mean, you you kind of assume everybody in the finals is hyper focused, but they seem like they are as locked in as as you can be. And it doesn't, you know, I think part of the question is if the Warriors don't win without Kevin, and it's trending that way to say the least, part of the question is what, in what ways did he detract from their ability to win a championship um, once he was out? Like, was there this internal belief that, hey, we only have to hold on to this rope for two more games because Kevin is coming back. And then when Kevin doesn't come back, does that have an adverse effect on your team? And is that part of what happened to them the other night? Um, I think that'll be part of that debate too. And 
I think in the end, really, the Raptors are a really good basketball team, and these injuries, you just like the Warriors at full strength have a chance to win this series without like without Kevin, but Clay at full, Iguodala full, Looney at full. I think they can win the NBA Finals, but that's not who they are right now. Um, and so that's where Kevin maybe gets off the hook a little bit. But well, I mean, they were an enormous favorite to win the finals when everyone just assumed he was coming back. Yeah, I'm saying I think without him, but with everyone else healthy, they can win. They they could have won the finals. Yeah, I'm not saying they would have, but they could have. If like Boogie had been 100 percent healthy, Looney was 100 percent healthy, Clay didn't miss a game. I agree. It would have been much more difficult. Probably go six or seven games, but it, to me, it's much more of a coin flip then. Like to me, that odds of if the Warriors are completely healthy and that's just the Raptors team, both teams should be like even odds, right? The Warriors shouldn't be heavily favored. They probably would be just because they're the Warriors. But now knowing what we know, the Raptors are an even foe. Because, I mean, Kawhi Leonard is – he's having one of the most historical playoffs we've ever seen in the NBA. NBA With, yeah, like you you, uh, you tweeted this Saturday, I think, Friday or Saturday. I saw it Saturday. And I thought it was a great point. Like, Thank you. Thank you. In the NFL <laughs> – in the NFL – I feel like I, I wish – Instead of people tweeting you like compliments for your tweet, you could occasionally just get like a voicemail. Like, John, you know, I saw your tweet from three days ago and <laughs> God, it really hit home for me. <laughs> it was one of those in case you missed an email tweets and uh, it curated for me. No, but it was the um, the one I got alerted to on Saturday, Sunday because I think you got a lot of replies was the Greg Papa video. <laughs> I, got, I got that one like the, in case you missed it, John tweeted and it was the video of P- Greg Papa in a, 49ers polo shirt not coming somehow not coming out of his own skin um no but the tweet I liked and I thought it was good was that like I think we all acknowledge in football the team that wins the championship sometimes isn't the best team who cares like it's just winning the Super Bowl is the goal you don't get another title on top of that that it's like and also everyone agrees was the best team and in baseball like, I don't think Giants fans get defensive and people are like, you weren't even the best team in 2010. Yeah, who, who cares? What? Well, I, I think that's one of the points of pride, right? All three World Series teams, you'd argue they were never the best world. They were never the best team on paper. But in basketball, it's like, well, we had Delvadova. Kyrie was out. Basketball, yeah. it's always about, and, and honestly, like, I feel this way about the, King, the early Kings. Like, they should have won a title. And I think this Warriors team, I'm like, well, I know they would have won if they were full strength. Well, so what? That doesn't, and I do feel that way, but you don't get a, you don't get a ring for that. So who cares? What? But guy, I would imagine, and NBA Twitter does this more than any, it tries to discredit titles. You could do that all the time. Of with course you could. any title season. Like, you could do that. No one, and I repeat, no one is taking anything away from the Raptors right now. But how easy would it be to take something away from them? You know, Kevin Durant hasn't played a fucking game in the in the title, or I mean, in the in the series yet. And there's a chance that he might not play one minute. I don't know about you, but that's a pretty big deal, right? How about Hakeem's two rings? Oh, uh, that one guy was uh, playing outfield for the Chicago White Sox. You ever heard of that guy? Now the the Houston Rockets guys will tell you, like Kenny Smith, we were we had the best record against Michael for the previous like three years. They played him really well. Which is fine. I'd be like, yeah, I'm not discrediting your titles, you know? Like, what about the when the Warriors won their title in love and Kyrie got hurt? Well, then the next year, I could diminish. the. They were up 3-1 when Draymond got suspended because LeBron called Adam Silver, you know? 
I, we could play the game the following year that well, the you Warriors can just do this do game play. all day long. The Warriors do play that game. The what? The LeBron, Draymond suspended thing. But I think at the end of the day, you just tip your hat. We've won three or four. Yeah. I, I what what I think it's played the most of like the last decade is that people talk about the Warriors like they don't have a championship without Kevin. And I do get why that irks Warriors fans. Like, fuck you, bro. We won the championship in 2015. We won it. Steph, if Kevin Durant never shows up, worst case scenario, he has two MVPs and a championship. If his career ended that year, like he has the championship. So if you're going to discredit Steph, then what do you say about James and Dame Lillard and Chris Paul? Like, what? I mean, those guys can't get out of the second or third round ever. Like, Steph has a ring as the alpha by himself. To me, that championship, it feels like, gets discredited more than any of them. I, at least it feels, again, I, I kind of live in that little world. We should Do you prob- feel that way? Um, no, I feel like the ones with Kevin get discredited more. See, yeah, well, I, I think when you say those get discredited, it's like, yeah, it's so easy for you. To me, it was like, oh, you only won because Kyrie broke his D. And- but I think only Cavs fans, like, well, I, not, I shouldn't say only though. Cavs fans, but. Um, yeah, I, 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 if you win a title, you win a title. You, you, does Jeff Bezos apologize for buying out businesses because he has more money than other companies that also try to buy that business? No, he just, he dominates. Does George Steinbrenner, before he died, ever apologize for winning all those championships? No, he was the fucking Yankees. You know, it's just like you, everyone has advantages usually that win. Let's not, John, let's not talk like the series is over yet. We still have Monday. But it does feel over. If Kevin comes back. he's qu- I just saw he was listed as questionable for the game. So that's what's questionable, like 25%. It's not 50. Um, well, I thought doubtful was 25. Uh, are there percentages attached to it? Well, I thought probable 75, right? Which would so be questionable 50-50. And then doubtful is 25. Is that what it is maybe? Feel, I I always thought in my head doubtful was like seven percent, like very highly unlikely. Yeah, and questionable was under fifty. Makes I know they, questionable doesn't feel like it should be fifty fifty, but no, you're right. But it, now when you do it in the line, it's well, it has to be fifty fifty. But when you say questionable, you don't feel like oh yeah yeah he has a de-, like to me like decent chance. What would decent chance be like sixty percent? Dece- yeah, decent chance. Decent chance to me is like seventy. Yeah, yeah. To me, then probable almost sounds like eighty-five, right? Yeah, probable is like if you don't play, what happened? Yeah. Well, doesn't it feel like the Warriors almost felt that Kevin was probable like two weeks ago, or I mean, two days ago? Yeah. I, I personally, and they're, they're not going to win this. I'm ready for Kevin to leave, and just go spread his own wings and just watch him from afar. I'm looking forward to that. Maybe I'm on a boat by myself on this one, but well, but I again, like we've talked about it. Like we're in it for different reasons than other people sometimes. I I do think like a diehard Warriors fan, he's worn out a little bit because the ninety, the probable version of the drama coming from the Warriors usually is surrounded by thirty five. Right, like most of the stories are not like, you know what, Clay, Clay and Ron Adams clashed again. Looney, Looney, Looney will not engage with Bob Myers on contract talk. I, I can't even make up stories where you're like, that's even believable. Like Steph just refuses to rotate 
when Ron Adams has a certain defense, it's always Kevin. And it's always Rich Kleinman, and well, it's, it's just always guy. You put sh- sh- couldn't you make the case like it's good for the it's good for podcast and it's good for clicks? Well, he's great. I mean, again, I'm not totally that, that you not, that you are you are you are rooting for against your business interests. But but I think it's at the point now where I've just remember Kaepernick. I mean, even before he ever knelt, was the story they kept on giving, and you and I got to the point where like, I, Kai, I can't talk about Kaepernick anymore. And that was before he ever fucking knelt. I got to tell you, I feel like I got a lot more Kevin in me. If I had to, I feel I mean, differently I, I, about this story than that one. I do too, but it's a it's approached that a little bit. I understand. I'm just no, where I'm I, just I, worn out. I get it. I feel you. We each we all get our we all, we were taking our turns getting worn out by. Because here's the other Twitter thing. Twitter sometimes. I also think with Kevin even more than Kaepernick, and again I'm talking Kaepernick, the player pre Neil, was most of Kevin's conversation are not like. Jesus Christ, this guy's unstoppable. You right? It's always this off the court drama. It's just, but but it's stupid off the court drama. It's like he got in a fight with PJ Tucker. They exchange blows. Like you know, uh, no, it's something with Rich Kleiman and some leak. It's just, it's just unbearable for me at this point. I can't, I can't do it anymore. Game five, Monday night. I'm pumped, John. You're pumped. I might get some white claw for it. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.